Praise the Lord and welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. Today's message by Kurva Stephen, taken from 1 Kings chapter 17, shows us how when we give what is due unto the Lord, what He requires, God will bless us beyond our greatest dreams. Let's listen. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 14. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. This is the promise God is giving us for this new year, that our jar of flour and our jug of oil will not run dry throughout this year. So what does that mean for us? What does God tell you and me for this year? promise by saying the jar of flour will not run dry or the jug of oil is not going to be used up. What is the Lord telling you and me? Let's just go back and read the story. You just get an idea of what the Lord says over here. And I'm going to read from verse 7 onwards. Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This is to Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. I want to just stop right here. God is speaking to Elijah. God was providing for Elijah. Elijah was doing fine by the brook. If God wanted to, he could have kept the water running in the brook and he could have continued the raven supplying Elijah's need. But God is a God of season, God of change, and he knows what to do in a particular period. So God over here, within his wisdom, he's allowing the brook to run dry and the Lord is now stopping the raven, the God who commanded the raven to bring food to Elijah, is now actually putting a full stop to that. He's saying, okay, this period is going to be over. Now I'm going to move Elijah into a different period. Now Elijah is going to go to a widow's house. He didn't send Elijah to the servant of the king or to some rich person, but he's choosing the widow to be a provider for Elijah. God always does things in two ways. It's never going to be one way. When the Lord blesses us, it's for us to be a blessing to the Lord. And that's what the Lord did for this woman. And the Lord didn't send Elijah to any widow. And you see in the New Testament where Jesus says, there were many widows in the land of Israel, but Elijah was only sent to the woman at Zarephath. So there was a very specific purpose why God sent Elijah to this woman. God is saying, I'm going to provide for you through this woman. And God was going to provide for this woman through Elijah. It was a mutual blessing. Us serving God, us putting God first in our lives, us doing the will of God will benefit God and will benefit us. It's never one way. We're never going to say, okay, I'm going to do it for myself. That should not be our focus, that should not be our purpose. But as we serve God to serve Him, we get blessed in the process. Now we see over here, when this woman sees Elijah, Elijah comes and he knows God says he's going to provide for him through this woman. 
he comes and he sees her and she is going to go make her last meal and she's going to die. But he stops her and he says, he didn't ask her for food right away. He says, can you bring me some water? And you look over here, what she does. He went, let's read verse 10 again. So he went to Zarephath and he came to the town gate. A widow was gathering six of it. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? Now they have famine over there, there's scarcity. The brook where Elijah was staying, that brook actually dried up. Now he's going to this widow and asking her for water. But this widow, she was not like any other widow. She was not a complainer. She was not a selfish person. You see her response immediately. Let's look at the verse again. Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? She could have said, are you out of your mind? You know, what period are we in? It's famine, sir, she could have said. Are you from this land? Or are you from somewhere else? We have famine over here. What kind of question is that? And I'm a woman. You're coming and asking me water. You're a man. Go find water anywhere else. You can walk. You can do whatever you want to. She could have said that. But you know what? Let's read the next verse, verse 11. As she was going to get it, see her obedience. You see her heart wanted to give. In spite of her lack, her need, she wanted to give to a stranger. She didn't even know who he was. That was her heart. God knew her heart and that's why he sent a prophet to her. And she turned around and she went to get water. As she turned around to get water, now another demand is being placed. Let's read verse 11 again. As she was going to get it, he called and he said, bring me please a piece of bread. Now she can say, now this is too much. Water itself is a lot, especially during this time. Now you want bread. I cannot give you anything. She was not like that. Look at her reply. Look how she talks to the man of God. Verse 12, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She's broken inside. That's all she has. She doesn't have a husband to provide and it's famine. All she has is a son and she has a little bit of lard, a little bit of oil left and she's gathering a little bit of sticks. You know why? That's all is needed for that little bit of lard and the oil she had to eat her last meal and die. Now, this man is coming and he's trying to take some portion even from that last meal that she was going to make. Elijah saw her. Elijah said, verse 13, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. Okay, now, this would have given her some relief, you can think, right? The first sentence he said, okay, don't worry, go home and do whatever you said. Then the next statement comes. He says, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. Then make something for yourself and your son. When they had little, when they had very little for themselves, it's all. How can they actually take, how can she actually take a portion from that and give to the man of God. That's where her sacrifice came in. That's where she said, I'm going to obey. God saw way before her heart. And you see the first step. And you can see that in the life of Rebecca. When Eliezer went 
to find a bride for Isaac. He prayed, he said, Lord, the woman would not only draw water for myself, but he used to draw water for all my camels. That was his request to the Lord. So he wanted a person who would really be not just hardworking, but a person who would be joyful, who naturally give, who is a good person at heart, who trust, who would really sacrifice. Those are the qualities Eliezer had in mind and was asking God as a sign. Rebecca came. It was not the first time she did, otherwise it would have been difficult. She was already a woman of that nature. God sent Eliezer to get her for Isaac. God sees your heart. God sees my heart. God sees each one of our hearts. With what proportion we put God first in our lives? With what proportion we serve God? God will exalt us. God will honor us. Verse 14, where he says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. That's where the promise comes. Even though there's famine, even though there's severe drought, the previous verses you will see what Elijah actually declared. He said, no rain, no rain at all. That means no water. Because there was no water, there was no food. Now he's asking for water. When he's asking for water, this woman was willing to give him water. That shows generosity. You can compare this woman to the woman who had only two mites when all the other people were putting offering in that offering box. The woman gave all that she had in that offering box. And Jesus was seeing. One person came, he said, okay, I'm putting $1,000. The other person comes, I'm putting $10,000. Another person says, oh, I'm going to write a check for $1 million. The other one says, oh, I'll get a tax break. I'll give $10 million. God sees everything. But there's one woman who comes there and says, this is all I have. I have two cents. That's all I have. I'm going to put what I have, the Lord. Jesus commends her. She is written in the Bible. Her life has been written in the Bible. What she had done, the Lord says, it's recorded in the Bible. We all know about her story. God looks into the heart and soul of our lives. He actually looks into our motives. And he looked into the life of this woman. This woman all of a sudden did not become a giver. She practiced. She practiced giving. And that's what she did over here. So when this man of God came and he said, can you give me some water? Immediately she turned around to get water for him. And now he gives the next step. Bring me some food. When she gives an explanation that she's going to die with it, he says, okay, don't worry. He goes beyond that. He says, not only bring me food, bring the first portion of your food to me. God, progressively, he moves us into a deeper relationship with Jesus. When we come to the Lord, we say, Lord, I will give this up. I'll give that up. Then God moves us closer, closer to him, where he Afterward, he says, my child, give this up. My child, will you give this up for me? Whatever it is, I'm not talking about money. Whatever in your life that you need to surrender to the Lord, surrender to the Lord. It may be good. It may be beneficial to you. But lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ. Put the Lord first in your life. That's what we are talking about tonight. It's not about don't eat at all. This is not talking about bad things. This is talking about food that a person needs to survive. This talks about good things in life. So you and I have good things in our lives, right? We have our priorities. We have our education. We have our food. We have to cook. We have to clean. We have to go to the store. We have to go to work. We have to take care of the children. We have all things that we need to do. Those are responsibilities, good responsibilities. But 
Lord comes to us and he says, My child, I know all your responsibilities, but will you give your first portion to me? Will you give the first hour of your day? Will you give the prime of your life? Will you give what is best, the first thing to me? That's what God says. Whatever you have, will you give the first part to the Lord? Your time, your talent, whatever it is, will you give that first portion to the Lord? Then the promise comes, he says, even if it looks like, because I'm going to give this, I'm going to die, the promise is, when you give to the Lord, you will never die. You know what? You become a giver. May the Lord help us to be true givers of what God has given us. We're not like giving anything to the Lord that we manufacture. Whatever the Lord has given us, we give back to Him. And so, whatever this woman was given, a small portion, Elijah comes and says, Give me the first portion of what you make. So now she'll be hungry. Her child will be hungry. She went and gathered something. She didn't have servant and assistant. No, she did herself. She brought, she worked hard. She might have drawn water from well. We don't know. She did everything. On one mother, one child. A widow and a fatherless together. Now, with that, the Lord says, give me the first portion. See what I can do. It's a challenge. It's a beautiful challenge the Lord gives us. Give your first portion to the Lord. Not your tired portion. Not your weak portion. Not the leftover. Sometimes people will say, okay, this is more important than God. When it comes to God or man, our priority has to be definitely God. You see, the promise of God. When we're faithful to the Lord, God promises. Let's read the promise. 16. The jar of flour was not used up. The jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Praise the Lord. And if you'd like to contact us, please write contact at elbim.org or write us El Bethel International Ministries, P.O. Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. You're the God of we praise the Lord that you've joined us for the God of Wonders radio broadcast. In part two of the message, Giving God Our First Portion, Kerber Stephen further explores how the oil and the flour that were given to the widow and Elijah by the Lord God during a time of great famine in the land of Israel represents also a continuous supply of the Word of God to those who desire it by obedience. Let's listen. God sees your heart. God sees my heart. God sees each one of our hearts. With what proportion we put God first in our lives. With what proportion we serve God. God will exalt us. God will honor us. Verse 14, where he says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. That's where the promise comes. Even though there's famine, even though there's severe drought, the previous verses you will see what Elijah actually declared. He said, no rain. No rain at all. That means no water. Because there was no water, there was no food. Now he's asking for water. When he's asking for water, this woman was willing to give him water. That shows generosity. You can compare this woman to the woman who had only two mites when all the other people were putting offering in that offering box. The woman gave all that she had in that offering box. 
And Jesus was seeing. One person came, he said, okay, I'm putting $1,000. The other person comes, I'm putting $10,000. Another person says, oh, I'm going to write a check for $1 million. The other one says, oh, I'll get a tax break. I'll give $10 million. God sees everything. But there's one woman who comes there and says, this is all I have. I have two cents. It's all I have. I'm going to put what I have to the Lord. Jesus commends her. Her life has been written in the Bible. What she had done, the Lord said, it's recorded in the Bible. We all know about her story. God looks into the heart and soul of our lives. He actually looks into our motives. And he looked into the life of this woman. This woman all of a sudden did not become a giver. She practiced. She practiced giving. And that's what she did over here. God progressively he moves us into a deeper relationship with Jesus. When we come to the Lord, we say, Lord, I will give this up. I'll give that up. Then God moves us closer. Closer to him. Where he says, my child, give this up. My child, will you give this up for me? Whatever it is, I'm not talking about money. Whatever in your life that you need to surrender to the Lord, surrender to the Lord. It may be good. It may be beneficial to you. But lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ. Put the Lord first in your life. That's what we're talking about tonight. It's not about don't eat at all. This is not talking about bad things. This is talking about food that a person needs to survive. This talks about good things in life. So you and I have good things in our lives, right? We have our priorities. We have our education. We have our food. We have to cook. We have to clean. We have to go to the store. We have to go to work. We have to take care of the children. We have all things that we need to do. Those are responsibilities, good responsibilities. But the Lord comes to us and he says, My child, I know all your responsibilities. Will you give your first portion to me? Will you give the first hour of your day? Will you give the prime of your life. Will you give what is the best? The first thing to me. That's what God says. Whatever you have, will you give the first part to the Lord? Your time, your talent, whatever it is. Will you give that first portion to the Lord? Then the promise comes. He says, even if it looks like, because I'm going to give this, I'm going to die. He promises. When you give to the Lord, you will never die. You know what? You become a giver. May the Lord help us to be true givers of what God has given us. We're not like giving anything to the Lord that we manufacture. Whatever the Lord has given us, we give back to Him. And so, whatever this woman was given, a small portion, Elijah comes and says, Give me the first portion of what you make. So now she'll be hungry. Her child will be hungry. She went and gathered something. She didn't have a servant, an assistant. No, she did herself. She brought, she worked hard. She might have drawn water from well. We don't know. She did everything. And one mother... One child, a widow, and a fatherless, together. Now, with that, the Lord says, give me the first portion. See what I can do. It's a challenge. It's a beautiful challenge the Lord gives us the first day of this new year. Give your first portion to the Lord. Not your tired portion, not your weak portion, not the leftover. I'm not saying, Lord, I will eat this. I will feed my child. If there's anything left over, I will give it because my son is more important. She just said that, right? That was the only son. She's a widow. She's already lost her husband. All she has is a son. She can't even give that to her son. Sometimes people will say, this is more important than God. When it comes to God or man, our priority has to be definitely God. You see, the promise of God. When we're faithful to the Lord, God promises. Let's read the promise. 16. The jar of flour was not used up. The jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So you see the fulfillment of the promise in verse 16. You know why? Because verse 15 says, 
she went away and did as Elijah had told her. There's no argument. There's no grumbling. There's no conversation written about her having with her son. Son, are you hungry? What do you think? She did exactly what was told her. And the Lord made sure that he would perform that miracle in her family. When everyone, including the king, didn't have what they needed, this woman and her son, throughout the famine, throughout the period, they had the oil, they had the flour. That means, imagine you have a, a jar with oil, and you have a pot with a flour. And the Lord says, throughout the famine, it did not run dry. That means, every time she looked, she had it. She had surplus. Whenever she needed, she was able to make it. It's not like, okay, it's gone, she had to take the pot, and then something from underneath popped up, and she was barely able to eat it. No, God gave her enough for herself, her son, and for the man of God. That's what the Lord will do for you in 2014, for me in 2014. As we seek God in His kingdom first, put Him first in our lives, and say, Lord, no matter how tired I am, no matter how much my resources look like it's going down, no matter how it looks all around me, no matter how I feel about my talents, whatever it is, whatever portion I have in my hands, I will give it to you, Lord. I will give my best. I will give my first portion. And I will give it to you. Whatever I feel is best. See, they didn't have like a big buffet in their house. Whatever little she had, she made the first portion out of that little and she gave it to the Lord. And that's what became so valuable in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord promised her that her oil will not run dry. Let's read that verse again. Because it's the promise that the Lord has given us. Verse 14. The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry. Until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So the jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry. Now the Lord is giving us a spiritual meaning in addition to what God is going to do for our homes, for our children, for our finances, for our bodies. God is going to prosper us. That means our resources is not going to run dry. Whatever we have, when we make the Lord our priority, God is going to supernaturally cause increase in what we do. There's going to be a supernatural increase in 2014. Now, as we talk about this, the Lord also wants to address two things in our lives. God says the spiritual flour, spiritual food that you need to get for your soul, God says, if you seek the Lord and if you put him first, it's never going to run dry. God will continuously nourish your soul, give you what you need, your flower that you need. As you seek him, seek his word, meditate on his word, put him first and read his scriptures and seek him. You will find the food for your soul in God's word. As you seek him, God will speak to you through his word. God will feed your soul. When there's famine all around, Right now we see there is a spiritual dirt everywhere. We know that. There's a spiritual famine all over the place. But God has come to you. God has come to me. And the Lord says, give me your first portion. Seek me in my kingdom first. I will make sure that I will feed your soul. I will make sure your oil, the anointing that you need, will never run dry. I will continuously as a spring, as a fountain, the anointing of the Lord will keep bubbling out of you, out of your vessel, out of your vessel, from within you, the Spirit of the Lord, throughout 2014, 
will bubble in an increasing measure, not in a way that, okay, it's going to be empty, it's going to be tiresome, no. But as you seek the Lord, as you give the first portion to the Lord, the anointing that God has in you, in your vessel, in your jar that is you, it will continue to increase, it will continue to go to others as a blessing, to keep them alive in famine. And God will use you as a blessing. Your oil will not run dry. Your jug, there's your vessel, there's you, will have the anointing of the Lord. It will not run dry, provided you put Him first in your life. So make a decision, right? This new year, no matter how I feel, I will put you first. Whether I feel up or whether I feel down, whether I feel happy or whether I feel sad, I will continue to put you first. I want to be like this woman, like this widow of Zarephath. In spite of her circumstances, she still chose to give the first portion to the man of God. Say, Lord, I will be like this woman. I will give my all to you. And the Lord says, your spiritual food will not diminish even a little bit. Even though there's scarcity all around, it's a prophecy God is saying, even though there's scarcity all around, scarcity, the drought, scarcity, the word of God, God says he will make sure that he feeds you. Your flower will continue to keep coming. And your oil, the anointing of God, will not run dry. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Until the time of the Lord, until the day of the Lord, until the coming of the Lord, God says, your flour is not going to be used up. Your oil is not going to run dry. That's an assurance, a promise the Lord gives for our soul and for our body. It's a double promise. This year is going to be a prosperous year for our soul first, and for our bodies next. So He is going to prosper our soul. That means we are going to ever increasingly increase in the ways of the Lord, in the anointing of God, in the Word of God. The knowledge about the Lord will increase in us because of the Word of God that will increase in us. Because of the flower that will continuously keep coming, continuously keep coming, continuously keep coming. We'll be fed, we'll be nourished until the return of the Lord, until the rain that the Lord will send. God will make sure that you're fed. God will make sure that the oil that He has given you already continues. Will continue. It'll be more than enough. That's what God says. The oil that she had, she thought was only going to be enough for herself and for her son. But she had more than enough to give every day, not only to herself and son, to Elijah also. God will not only make sure that you stay healthy, God will make you to keep others healthy spiritually. God will make sure that he will feed you and use you to feed others. God will make sure he increases the anointing that's in you every day, not just for you, but so that the oil may be used to feed others. In his kingdom, for his glory, for his purposes, God exalted David because God wanted to accomplish his work through David. The reason why God will put somebody in a place is for him to fulfill his divine purposes. So we want to be in the hand of the Lord. We'll say, Lord, my pot, my jug, my jar is never going to be used up. My jar is always going to have the flour. It's always going to have the bread of life. It's always going to have the word of God. It's always going to have the oil, the Holy Spirit. It's 
it's never gonna run dry. Even though there's famine all around, he's not only able to keep you alive, he's able to flourish you. Lord, leave you with this verse, the righteous to flourish with the palm tree. And the Lord will cause you to flourish in your spirit, soul, and body. Materially, financially, emotionally, 2014. It's a promise from the Lord. This year is a year of prosperity. That the Lord kept telling me over and over again yesterday. This year is going to be a year of prosperity. That doesn't mean everyone around us will prosper. But the promise is when there's famine all around, God's people will prosper. Faithful servants of God all over the world will prosper. God will make sure that their flower will not be used up. The oil will not run dry. If you'd like to contact us, please write via email contact at elbim.org or via regular mail El Bethel International Ministries P.O. Box 966 Goshen, New York 10924 Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.